Welcome to another episode of the Clay County Beacon Podcast. As always, my name is Josh Allen, and today I'm excited to have with me Ken Mudge, who is running for the Green Coast Springs City Council. Ken, welcome to the show. Happy to be here. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Appreciate you uh, making some time for me. We were actually at Ken's uh, business here out in uh, beautiful Green Cove, right near Spring Park. Uh, Ken, tell us a little bit about you and why you want to run for city council. Well, I'm, uh, I'm Ken Mudge. I'm from the area. I'm a graduate of Orange Park High School. I'm someone with strong conservative and Christian values. I'm a local small business owner here in Green Cove Springs. Uh, Like a lot of young people, when they're getting out of high school, they're faced with the question of what do they want to do with their lives? Um, Do you want to go to school? Are you going to go learn a trade? Going to go work for somebody? What exactly is it that you want to do? And for me, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My grandfather was an entrepreneur. My dad owned a business. I grew up going and helping him in his business. And I wanted to follow in those footsteps and open my own business. I'm a go-getter and I did it. I opened my business here in Green Cove Springs a decade ago and have had success with it. I love it. My other love is uh, high school football. I, I love sports. I grew up playing football, started playing when I was four and Played all the way through high school, and I love it. I actually played quarterback. I was a big quarterback. Nice. Um, My nickname was the Baby Bull because I was hard to bring down. Nice. Um, And, you know, I feel like high school football is the purest level of the sport by far. Um, It teaches you lessons and values that you can use in your life, and I know I certainly do in mine. And I didn't want to leave the game. I wanted to give back to it, and I wanted to teach the next generation's the lessons and values that I learned. And that's why I got into coaching. It's really a, a sport and there's nothing that prepare, prepares young men for being great future fathers and future husbands and productive members of society more than high school football. And I'm glad to be a part of that. And that's why I got into it. We actually just finished my 11th season coaching high school football. And we had our banquet a couple weeks ago. And at the end of the banquet, the kids gave the coaches each a uh, frame, picture frame of a team photo. Nice. And they all signed it. Oh, that's cool. I've got it hanging on the wall there. Oh, yeah, there it is. That's pretty neat. And it's Coach uh, Mudge. Yep. And it's got thank you, coach, and I love you, coach. And and that's what it's about. It's about the kids and being a part of something bigger than myself. And and I love it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. You hear that, Clay County Education Association? It's not about your contracts, it's about the actual children. You guys might (laughs) want to take a lesson from Coach Mudge. All right, Coach Mudge, City Council, Green Coast Springs. Um, you know, city council, uh, city councils in Clay County are notoriously just sort of, to me, they feel like they're more trouble than they're worth as far as being part of it. Why do you want to be part of the the city council if you get elected? Well, I'll tell you a story and I'll, I'll tell you why I'm running. All right. Um, you know, for me growing up, you know, I, I was always interested in politics. I tried to stay up on the current events and the news. And I certainly do that now as well. I think it's important to be informed. Um, back in, mid-July of 2020, I got a call from a business down the street that there was going to be an emergency meeting at City Hall, and it was probably something that I should go to. Didn't know what it was about, but something that I should go to. So I closed the store early and went down to City Hall, and I've never seen City Hall so filled before. I mean, it was packed, you know, to the gills, and it had to do with mass mandates. Oh, Lord. Yep, and Everybody in the room spoke, gave their piece on what they thought about mass mandates, and out of all the people in this room, 
there was one person that was for the mass mandate. And I haven't spoke. I just kind of t- took it all in. And at the, at the time, Van Royal was the mayor. And he said, I think we're going to take this thing to a vote. And they had to have a four-to-one vote to put in this mass mandate. And he said, we're going to take it to a vote. He said, I think we're going to put this thing through. He said, we're going to protect you from yourself. And I think it's a good idea. Wow, how arrogant. And I got up. My dad was there with me. And we got up to the podium. We haven't talked yet. And we said, well, we've got something to say. And we told him, he said, how, how can you put this thing through when all these people in the room don't want it? Yeah. It's not what they want. You know, you guys represent us. You guys work for us. And, of course, the whole room cheered and all that. And they took it to a vote. And still, a three-to-two majority voted for the mass mandate, including Van Royal himself. Yeah. And I was sitting there, and I was amazed by it, and I, I couldn't believe it. And, and I got up, and I went up to the council, and I'm sure they don't remember it, but I went up to them, and I said, you know, I'm going to run two years from now in 2022. <laughs> Good. And I'm going to do something about it. I said, you guys forgot who you work for. And here we are two years later, and I feel as passionately today as I did two years ago. And I want to represent the people. The council forgot who they represented, and that's not good. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I, I might be remembering incorrectly, but I think Green Coast Springs was the only municipality in Clay that came anywhere close to doing a it mask is. mandate. That's right. Uh, and that's a shame. Uh, you know, I, I'm notoriously uh, – you know, uh, people say radically uh, aligned with with people being able to do, uh, people being able to manage their lives to their level of comfort in terms of risk, right? Absolutely. Like COVID was a real thing. COVID, you know, it, it was definitely uh, a out of the ordinary occurrence, right? It was a pandemic. It affected a lot of people in terrible ways. People died from it. But none of that, and I've been staunch on this from day one, none of that is worth us giving our rights over to the government and allowing them to tell us that we can, can't do certain things. And, and uh, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad that somebody like you said that you're sticking to your guns, you're running. Um, You know, so what do you, what do you like about Green Cove? You've been here for a while. You've had a business here for a while. What's some of your favorite things about living in Green Cove Springs? Well, I think what's going well here and what I enjoy about it is of course the spring park. Um, The spring park's great. I think it's the, Prettiest park in the area, yep. uh, probably one of the prettiest parks in Florida. Yep. I mean, it is just just great. I, I actually live right down the street from the park, so it's very convenient for yeah, me. It's beautiful. Um, I think that Green Cove is is a clean city. You know, they do a good job keeping yep. it clean, and and I love that about it. We're safe. You know, I know mm-hmm. where I live. I want to be able to lay my head down at night and know yep. that I'm safe, and that's something that I love about Green Cove. This is a great town with family values and. And we're safe, and that's a big thing for me. Yeah. So, um, you know, people talk about the, the the small town feel. You know, Green Cove and Orange Park, and even Keystone. You know, you hear this a lot. People people say they love the the small town feel of Green Cove Springs, but then in all parts of the county, from all over, um, the county is exploding. You know, in yes. growth, there there's developments all over. You know, you would get the impression that that Clay County hates trees from the rate <laughs> that we are we are just raising the forest is uh, the forest to to account for new growth. So, if in Green Cove, you know, do you, do you feel like Green Cove has that same vibe that where there's a lot of people who like the sort of small town hometown feeling of Green Cove, Absolutely. and that's one of the appeals of living here. So, how do you, in your mind, what what are your thoughts on how how do you manage growth, which is going to come? There's really no way to stop it. Right, things are going to grow. You know, there, there, there's no way to put the the uh, you know the plug back in the in the hole and, and keep that from from coming at this point. So, how do you keep 
the small town feeling that people love, one of the things that makes Green Cove great while still, you know, allowing it to grow and be prosperous, because that is one of the things it needs to do. Green Cove has got, it needs to grow in some ways to continue to be prosperous. How do you manage that? Absolutely. Well, and, and growth is here. It's not going anywhere, obviously. Um, I like growth. I'm for growth, but I'm for the right growth, for growth that makes sense. You know, being a small business owner here in Green Cove, I would like to see our empty buildings here in Green Cove filled with good small businesses. You know, Walnut Street, we just had an additional business open up on Saturday, which was great. Um, we need to get the rest of the empty buildings there filled. Yep. Um, we need to promote small businesses and entice them to move here. Is Walnut Street where Red's Wine Bar and the, the comic shop? And yes. The, yeah. So that's actually, that's my, you know, that's a nice, nice little area there. So, yeah, it's good to hear that something else opened there because that's sort of, it feels like a seed has been planted there. And if it can be, like, nurtured the right way that you could, it could bloom into a little more of a vibrant town. Um, so, yeah, I think what, what, what in your mind is the right sort of growth? Like, what, what? just in general, general terms, like what do you, if you were looking at growth to decide whether you think it's a good idea or a bad idea, like what do you, what do you look at? What do you think about? Well, again, I mean, it's, it's not about me here. It's, it's about the people right. and it's what the people want and being a candidate for the people, I want to do what they want to do. And right. from going around and meeting people and talking to people, I know what they would like to see. One of the things that have come up is a market here in Green Cove. They'd like to see a little grocery store or something where they can get daily goods in the town of Green Cove. Sure. Um, there's a lot of people. Oh, that, yeah, that's a good point. There's not really a grocery store. I mean, there's the Winn-Dixie. But it's out of the uh, city limits. Yeah, out of the city limits. I mean, and I think there was a grocery store uh, closer to where the, the jail and courthouse were, but I don't think it's there anymore, is it? it it's it not. Closed down. Yeah. And there's a lot of people here that, you know, don't want to go far for their groceries. Sure. And there's a lot of people that don't don't drive. I know this is a big golf cart community, and there's yep. a lot of elderly people and so forth. And, and I think that we need a market here. I know that's something that I've sure. definitely been told. And, you know, so it's things like that. We definitely need growth that the people want and the people should have a say in what happens in their town. Right. Yeah. I think, um, the, the big concern that I see or that I have, uh, not just for green, unless I don't live in green cove, I don't really have a stake in it. Like, like you do and the, the residents here, but what it seems like is the folks that are calling the shots and deciding on the developments are, you know, very close friends with the people who are making a ton of money off of yep. these developments. Uh, you know, the Clay County Economic Development Corporation, there are people who are on that and then also on the Zoning and Planning Commission for the county, right? right. Uh, you know, Van Royal, God love him, you know, he, he stands to profit from some of the development that's been proposed in the town. And I'm not accusing him of anything, um, uh, you know, any wrongdoing, but P the politicians making a buck off of uh, the positions that they hold, I think is wrong. And I've always said that. So my concern, you know, I, I want to see people who are really looking at like, is how do you balance property rights? Because I also don't think that central planning works. I don't think very strict enforced central planning is conducive to growth, but you also, there's gotta be a way to keep, developers and the politicians they have in their pocket from running roughshod over the needs of the rest of the people that live here. Well, I, I agree. And, and I'm not, I'm not an insider. I'm not a politician. I'm a, I'm a business guy. Yeah. And, and I can attest to that. Cause I'd literally never heard of you Ken. Yeah. Uh, you know, and most of the insiders, like I've, I've figured out who they are and, and what they're doing. So, you know, anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but uh, no, you're ahead. fine. I'm, but I, I don't have a, I don't have a dog in the hunt. You know, I'm again for the people and, you know, when we have big topics and things come up, you know, if 
we want to put in a new neighborhood or we want to put in a whatever it may be if you know god willing if the people here in green cove want another vape shop <laughs> i don't i don't think they do how much it, are you but, vaping green cove people like how much like who is doing all the vaping that's my yeah. that's my question but but my thing you know if it's the will of the people then that's what it should be i'll tell you what i want for green cove i want your burger king to be able to make a whopper <laughs> without it being confusing for them god they, love those people but like today i went there and they it, it's like we're this is middle of the afternoon on a sunday and and there was a line wrapped around the building. It's like, bro, it's hamburgers, man. Uh, like it's, they, you know, God, God love them. But, but y'all, y'all pray for the people that work at Burger King <laughs> and they need some help. They have their challenges. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you talked about what you think is going well. What, what's your, um, do you have any specific goals in mind? If you, if you get elected to the office, uh, a city council, what do you plan to try to accomplish, uh, as being part of the, the council? Well, for me, I, I think there's three things that I would like to get done and number one is accessibility you know i i think that again if you're a resident here you should be able to access the council you should be able to come talk to me um you know that's that's something that should happen i know the city puts up their signs you know letting people know when there's a meeting and all that and that's good you know but you know there's a lot of people that don't really know how it works you know i was contacted um, a couple of weeks ago, a nice young lady, she had a idea for the city and something that she would like to see here. And she didn't know how it worked. She didn't know if the meetings were open to the public. She didn't know how to go about presenting her idea. Right. And, and it's a problem. I think that, you know, there's a lot of people like that and, you know, we need to be accessible as city council members. Yeah, um, I agree. I think that the traffic here is an issue in the, I know for me, I have a business right here on 17 South end of town. A decade ago, I could sit out there on Saturday morning and have breakfast, and it was quiet. And now people are speeding up and down the road. It's noisy. You know that that's a problem, and that's something we need to study. And yeah, and I came out. from the Middleburg, from the you know Orange Park, Fleming Island, Middleburg area on 17 to come down here. Yeah, uh, and I had to go all the way to 16 loop around in like the, the Larry's giant sub parking lot and then yep. turn around just to get here. That's crazy. And just as I'm taking, I got two boxes of gear I bring in, you know, there's like 20, 30 cars going by with loud engines and super, you know, it's just, it's, and I don't know how, I don't know what the solution is there, but like people are just, it, it just, as in all things, it just feels like our society has become less and less considerate of other people. Yep. Uh, you know, and, and I think you, you see that in some of these like loud cars and the, the different things. And it's, it's a shame, man. Like it's I, a shame. I agree. And, and you know, it's something that needs to be studied here and, and figured out um, def, definitely with the speeding. Yeah. You know, I know I sit here every day and watch it and people are, Speeding yeah. up and down oh, the road. Oh, even <laughs> Ken, are you telling me that even with all the red light cameras, people are still speeding? Uh, they, they are. Because I was told, people have told me that red light cam. you put the red light cameras in and people stop speeding. It's a uh, it's a magic wand that makes yeah. people follow the law. But but speeding, we all know speed limits are the number one broken law by everybody. Like, listen, I'm sure I was speeding on the way here. Like, I'm sure I was going over the speed limit at some point in my journey, just from my house to here. Right. Um, but let, let's talk about that a little bit. You talk about speeding, red light yep. cameras. Where do you stand on that? I'm not for them. I mean, I think that they're a money grab for yep. the, against the people. You know, the way of the world today, and, you know, it's hard for people. Price of gas has gone up. Price of goods have gone up. Mm-hmm. You know, the last thing you want to get in your mail is a $160 red light camera. 
Right, and, and it comes days later, right? It, like it any does. other minor tra- minor traffic citation, the police have to actually, you know, do police work right. and catch you doing it. That's right. And pull you over and run your information and do all the other steps they have to take to actually give you a ticket, look you in the eye and say, yep. you're getting this ticket because you did X, Y, and Z. Hey, I'll just say it. And, and you know, uh, <laughs> a lot of police officers are already mad at me anyway for other views I have. Um, but I think it's just sort of like lazy and cowardly police work. Uh, and I think you should, you, you know, you should have to actually do your job. And I, I, I do think there are <clears throat> the, the, you know, there's a lot of technical jargon you could get into, like the Mark Wandel statute and all these different things that come along that have sure. enabled red light cameras. But bottom line is if I get pulled over for speeding by a police officer, I have an opportunity to sit and think about whatever it was that may have caused me to speed or to run the red light or whatever it was that I got a citation for. Whereas if I get that thing in the mail 10 days later, I'm not there anymore. I don't remember what was going on. I don't remember if somebody was honking at me or if like, you know, something you're happened. You're just paying that, the fine. Right. You're just paying, you're just paying the fine. And yep. you know, uh, so, it's good to hear somebody that's running because everyone seems to love these boy. These politicians love these red light cameras, man. It's easy. And, and well, it's greed, right? Like it's just, they want the money. They don't care that you're speeding. They don't care if the red light cameras, it's a, it's a deterrent. It's a tax against the people. Yeah. It's just another tax. Another way for anyway. And and that brings me to my third point that I want to do and, and being a conservative, you know, it's wasteful spending. Yes. I know when elected, I'm going to get in there and I'm going to find, a whole lot of wasted spending. But here. can they tell you there's no waste yeah. in Clay County? No. There we're not wasting no, any is. money. <laughs> there is. And you know, it needs to be cut. You know, wasteful spending needs to be cut. And if there's unnecessary taxes that are being put on the residents here in Green Cove, you know, it needs to go away too. Didn't Green Cove recently try to or either they tried to or they did enact a tax on food trucks? some weird licensing fee or something. Um, there was something, it may have been Green Cove or Keystone. I don't remember. I'd have to go back and look it up. Um, but that's another, that's an example. So Clay County, the Board of County Commissioners just yep. recently uh, either considered, not. I haven't had time to check and see if they voted on it yet, uh, enacting a, a business licensing or a fee of some sort of like $30. If you are a business that operates in Clay County, now you just have to pay them 30 bucks just to exist. Yeah, well, you have that here uh, in Green Cove. There's yeah, that's dumb. It's so or- dumb. That's just greed. It's just straight it's, greed. It's over a hundred dollars a year. Cause I can guarantee what it doesn't fund. What they'll tell you is, well, we regulate the businesses and make sure that they're legitimate businesses. Yeah. I can tell you right now, there is nobody in green cove regulating any businesses. And if there are reach out to me, prove me wrong. Well, show me the data. Cause I'm telling you, I've looked into it. It ain't happening. When I, and I hate paying it. I pay it every year. I always pay it. How late. much is it? It's, it's over a hundred dollars. I think, stupid. I think last time I looked, it was a buck and a quarter. And, so and I know for me, I always pay it late. Because I don't believe in it, yeah. so I have to pay a late fee, so they get a little bit more money from me. But right. it's uh, and that doesn't entice businesses to move here either. No, that's that's very that's <laughs> all that does is is I mean, all it does is make it harder for small businesses to operate. That's right? right. Uh, it 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 disincentivizes competition because large businesses franchises like. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts and all these places that people rail about. I hear all all the time. People in Green Cove say, "Well, we don't want any more." Chain restaurants. Right. Well, talk to your city council members. Tell them to get rid of some of those fees. Let people come in yep. and not have to pay extra money. If I'm a food truck 
and, and, and let's say there's a food truck fee of like 100 bucks, and I'm a food truck and I'm coming in and I'm only going to make like 500 bucks that night in Green Cove, but I got to pay you $100 of the $500. Guess Money what? You're there are thousands of other places to go that don't charge that. That's right. You know, and businesses here, you know, if you want, if, if you want to be friendly to business, you know, we gave millions of dollars to this, you know, and I've harped on it for like five episodes now. The bottle water plant that they did, sure. which brought in zero new jobs. They just brought in people from other states. Yep. Uh, we gave them millions of dollars to suck a million uh, gallons of water a day out of the ground. You know, we want to be friendly to those big corporations, but the mom and pop, the small guys, those are the ones that get crushed by those sorts of things. So that's right. Um, it just sucks. Anyway, this is, <laughs> I want people to hear from you. I'm talking too much. So Ken, uh, what do you, <clears throat> in a perfect world, Let's say Ken Mudge has the ability to shape the future of Green Cove Springs. What does an ideal future for the city of Green Cove look like, according to Ken Mudge? Well, of course, we want to keep our small town feel. You know, small town America is what Green Cove is, and we want to keep that. Um, I'd love to see the empty buildings in Green Cove filled with small businesses. That's a big thing for me. You know, we want to continue to have a safe and family value town, which is what we have. We want to continue with that. Yep. We want to have community involvement, you know, again, being accessible to the council, you know, people, our residents, you know, they need to be involved with right. what's going on. Um, that's a big thing for me, you know, coaching football and I coach basketball too, and being involved with the youth, you know, something for the youth to do here in Green Cove is a big thing, too, from what yeah, I've heard. There's, yeah, I guess there's not really a lot. In the city proper, there's not a whole lot. Not much. And I mean, there's some playgrounds or parks or something, right? There but, are. But yeah. you'd like to see, you know, somewhere where the kids can go and, and yeah. do something, some type of community outreach or something, you know. Something, man. Yeah. And, and I think that I'd like to see that here as yeah. well. So, All right. So I forgot to ask you the two hard questions at the beginning. So, all yeah. right, Ken, here we go. You're on the hot seat now. Okay. Are you an iPhone or an Android guy? iPhone. Okay. Right answer. All right. You're one on one. Let's see if you nail the second one. Coke or Pepsi? Uh, Coke. All definitely. the way. All there the we way. go. All right. Ken Mudge. <laughs> um, so that's really, you know, that, that's all the questions I think I had for you. You know, it, it's a, <clears throat> it's a small city inside of the grand scope of Clay County, right? But I think it's an important city. I think with it being the county seat, uh, with the jewel that is Spring Park being here, you know, I think it's it's very important to to pay attention who is making decisions for this city. So uh, last thing I have for you, 30-second elevator pitch. People in Green Cove, why should they vote for Ken Mudge? Well, I know I'm the right candidate for the job. I'm going to work hard for you. I'm a go-getter. I have a go-getter mentality. I've had a successful business here for over a decade. I've had a successful coaching career. You know, nobody's going to work harder for you than me. I can guarantee that. Um, I will never forget that I work for you. I will always represent your voice, and I will get the job done. I just need an opportunity to do it. All right. Check out Ken's social media. Um, he actually produces video content, which is something I've been telling candidates in almost every race for two to four years they ought to be doing on social media. Um, all, you know, so that's Ken Mudge, folks. Uh, you know, Ken Mudge, iPhone user, Coke drinker, <laughs> small business owner, uh, longtime Green Cove resident. Ken, thanks for coming on the show, man. I appreciate you having me. All right. Thank you.